This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all know that our mental health needs to be a priority, but what are you doing to ensure that? Personally, I've started therapy in 2020, as I have shared openly on this show, and it has made such a difference for me. I think anyone can benefit from therapy, but especially as many listeners of this podcast are special needs parents, we definitely need to take care of ourselves in order to best take care of our children. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Adventures in Autism listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash adventures in autism. That's betterhelp.com slash adventures in autism. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 174. Had to think about that because it's been a minute. (laughs) I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. Welcome back, guys. I have so much to share. (laughs) I've been wanting to do this episode for weeks and weeks now. Um, If you follow me on social media, you probably have seen our world has gotten truly turned upside down um, over this last month or so since I recorded that episode um, talking about April and autism awareness. I can't believe how much things have changed since then. So I've been wanting to do this episode for a while um, and I kept thinking, oh, I'm going to wait until things are settled a little more and then I'll I'll be able to you know, kind of explain everything and like wrap it up with a bow. And, you know, as life, life would happen, that has just not happened. And things have just been up and down. They have not, have not resolved. Um, and I don't know if or when they will. Well, I'm going to hope they do, but I just don't know exactly when that's going to happen. So I'm making this happen now, and I'm gonna get into this episode. I wrote notes because I feel like dates are kind of important here, um, and I feel like it's still gonna be kind of all over the place because there's just been so much that has happened. But I'm gonna try to keep things as concise as I can, um, but just bear with me because, like I said, there's a lot to share. All right, so going back to April, which is crazy because we're, you know, basically to the end of June now. (laughs) Um, In April, things were fine. We were, you know, just living life, doing our thing, kind of wrapping up the school year. And we all got sick. Um, It started with, I think it was... Liliana? I honestly, I can't remember, but we all got sick and this was right around like mid April. Uh, I was, like I said, looking back 
I, I, I take pictures of everything, which is good for documentation. So um, it was April 19th that Logan got sick. And I think, yeah, the girls had gotten sick like maybe a few days before that. And, oh yeah, it, it did start a few days before because a couple days before was, was Layla's birthday. And that morning, Liliana wasn't feeling well. And then that weekend was um, um, Easter. Layla's birthday was on Easter this year. So yeah, the day before, Liliana wasn't feeling well. And then on Easter, Layla wasn't feeling well. So it made its way to Logan and he had it... Um, uh, starting the 19th. I got it too. That was like a stomach bug, which we later learned was influenza A. Um, and that was pretty miserable. We all had fevers. We all were throwing up. It was no fun, no fun at all. Um, and then we got better. We were all sick for a few days and everybody was feeling a lot better. And then suddenly Logan spiked fever again. And it was like a really high fever, like even higher than it had been before. So I took him to the pediatrician and he saw how sick Logan was. I mean, he was just so lethargic. And it's actually interesting because the, the pediatrician that we see at this office, she had just had a baby um, and she wasn't there that day. So they ended up putting us with a new doctor at the office and we had never seen him before he was new to the practice but again Logan was sick and it was just like we're gonna you know get in with whoever we can so we we get in and he sees Logan and just how lethargic he is he has this high fever I mean he truly he could like barely hold his head up he was so so sick and he was like I just want to send you guys to the ER because he is clearly really sick and he's like, any test I would do here, they're going to do there, plus more. Um, it was actually really scary because on our way into the building, Logan threw up and his his throw up was like a dark color. The vomit itself was, this is gross, sorry, but it was like, it almost looked like coffee and some had gotten on, on his shirt and I was showing the doctor and he was like, this makes me really nervous because he's like, when it has this like coffee kind of appearance, that usually means that it's blood. So that was what I had, was scared of when Logan had, had first thrown up. And that was like, literally as we were walking into the, the building to the pediatrician's office. And we were like in the lobby, there's people all around staring at us as Logan is just puking all over himself onto the floor. I'm like looking around for anyone who could possibly help us. Nobody, nobody could. I just like scoot Logan to the bathroom. He's literally leaving a trail of vomit in his wake. I'm trying to like get paper. I mean, it was just like such a shit show. So anyway, yeah, we get up to the office and he's like, I, I just want to send you guys to the ER. He even thought that we would get admitted because he just was really concerned for Logan and just didn't know like what could be making him so sick. And that obviously him, vomiting blood was was really scary so I called Manny I told him all right we got to go to the ER and he thinks we're gonna get admitted so I'm just gonna pack a little bag um so I do that come home we like thank god I grabbed his iPad pack a little bag we go to the ER this is COVID times so the ER is packed and this was a, a hospital that actually has a pediatric ER 
So we were, we were on that side, but even so we waited like, I think like five hours in the ER and it was a complete nightmare. Not only was Logan so sick, but he was also having anxiety after waiting for so long and he threw up, he, he vomited blood again. So the nurses saw that they had, had taken us back just to like get his vitals and then sent us back to the ER. This is after he'd vomited blood. So it was like, I mean, it was, it was just like desperate times. So we got there, I think around five o'clock. We didn't actually get into a room until about 10 or 1030. And once we got into the room, they did a a test, or maybe they had done this when they did the vitals, but they, they did a test for, it was for flu, for COVID, and then there was one other thing they were testing for, maybe RSV. I can't, I can't remember what it was, but it was, it, it tested for like three things at once, or maybe even four things at once. Um, so we were back in the room and the, the doctor comes in and she was like, okay, he tested positive for the flu, for influenza A, which... I was not surprised to hear because the week before when we had all been sick, I had suspected it was influenza A because we had some other friends in our neighborhood who had been sick with flu A and had all the same symptoms that we did. So mind you, this is like a full week and a couple days even after we had we had been sick. And I was explaining this to the doctor just as I had to the pediatrician and she was just really, once, once she found out that it was, that he tested positive for the flu, she was just like done investigating basically. And she was like, well, even like the, the vomiting blood and all that, like that can all be explained with the flu, which I don't know, may, maybe it can be. It didn't sit well with me and she did order an x-ray she thought maybe he had swallowed something. The other like odd thing that he was doing at this time was he was drooling like a ton, like almost like, almost like he was vomiting drool. Like it would be like all of a sudden his mouth would just like fill with like a ton of drool and he would like spit it out. So remember I literally had like a spit bucket for him, like on our way to the ER while we were waiting. I, I had all these like towels. I was just like wiping with him. He drooling is not, is not a a behavior for him ever. So it was very suspicious for sure. And again, the, the pediatrician was really concerned about the drool. He was like, that's a very odd sign if he never does that. But this ER doctor, not concerned. So basically they, they did the x-ray for, to see if he maybe had swallowed something and that's why he was drooling. Everything was fine. Had not swallowed something. Again, I wouldn't put it past Logan. He has swallowed things in the past. So when she said she wanted to do the x-ray, I thought, okay, fine, we'll do it. So we did the x-ray. That came back fine. Again, the only thing like that was really pointing to anything was, was the flu. So she sent us home. We also were exhausted. We'd been waiting for hours and hours and hours at this point. It was, yeah, it was like past one o'clock and... I really did. I mean, I, at that point I did just want to go home and go to bed. I was not satisfied with what had happened at the ER, but I was also like, well, these people aren't helping us and Logan's exhausted. I'm exhausted. Let's just go to bed. So we go home and the next morning I called the pediatrician and he looked over the notes from the ER and he actually, you know what? He called me. He called me that morning and he was like, how's Logan? And I told him he is still very sick, 
we, he's like, I'm looking at the notes in the ER. And he was like, I'm honestly pissed that they sent you home. Um, after, you know, just seeing that it was a flu. And he's like, we, we kind of already knew that he had the flu or he would test positive for the flu because we had been sick. So he was like, you know what, come back to the office. And he's like, I'm just going to do as much as we can here. There is a urgent care downstairs. So he's like, I will, you know, write everything for them to go like the, the labs and, and do, he wanted us to do like a soft tissue x-ray. He thought maybe he had Logan had some kind of infection, like in his, his throat or something. So Logan is still so sick. Again, like barely could keep his head up. I was like carrying him to the car. His cheeks were just beet red. His fever was super high. I could not, it, he was just, he was so, so sick. So we get to the, the pediatrician and he, like he said, he was like, I'm just going to do everything that we can as much as we can. So he ordered the labs. He ordered the soft tissue x-ray. We did that downstairs. And I said to him, can you just, um, swab him for strep just, just to double check and see. Um, and I have to shout out my, my best friend, Amy, cause I talked to her that morning and she just had her nurse's head on. Her mom is a pediatric nurse. So I'm always calling. I had called, already talked to her that morning, always calling her, seeing if she has any advice for me. And her mom didn't even think it sounded like strep, but Amy was like, I really think you should get him tested for a strep. And I was like, all right, if we're here, we'll do it. So I said to the doctor, can we, can we please just swab him for a strap? And he didn't even want to. He was like, I, I really don't think that's what it is. And I was like, can we just do it? Like, it'll make me feel better. And he never even, Logan hates people looking in his mouth. Um, and especially cause he was so sick. He was just like so uncooperative. So he never even was able to do like an, uh, exam, like of, you know, looking, looking at his throat. If had, had he done that, I'm sure he would have seen immediately that Logan did in fact have strep because like an hour later, the doctor called me and he was like, well, the strep test came back positive. So I think that's what the issue is. So we started Logan on antibiotics that day. That alone was another bit of a fight because Logan will not really will not take like a liquid almost of any sort. He will take like, sometimes he'll, I can give him like an ibuprofen liquid, but all the medications that he takes like regularly are pills that he chews, like regular pills. They're not chewable. They are just pills. This is where his Pika helps us because he does not mind chewing a chalky, yucky tasting pill. So I had said to his pediatrician, I'm like, he's not going to take a liquid antibiotic and he obviously is very sick right now. So we need him to take this antibiotic. He also had been continuing to throw up. So I was really worried about him taking a liquid. I'm like, he's going to, even if I can somehow get him to take it, he's going to barf that right back up. So I convinced the pediatrician to write him a script for a Z-Pack. I have had strep so many times in my life and, um, I'm Logan and I are both allergic to penicillin. So he can't take amoxicillin or what's the other one, Augmentin, the kind of like, you know, typical ones they would prescribe to kids. So, um, next up is azithromycin, um, which I, I, I mean, there, there is, uh, there's other, there's other antibiotics that you can take. Um, but I've just had experience with Logan on the other ones and, and myself, and I, I just felt like we should do a Z-Pack. I just felt like this is, I know this is going to help him. He's going to feel better. Thankfully, Dr. Green. So we started the Z-Pack that day. Honestly, by the next day, 
Logan seemed like at least at least 30% better, maybe even 40% better. And, you know, just after a, a couple of days being on the antibiotic, he was, he was doing so much better. He was like smiling again, back to himself, not a hundred percent, but I mean, such a huge turnaround from how sick he had been. Um, and that pediatrician who, like I said, we had never seen before this, he called me every day to check on Logan and I was really impressed with him. I was, and I said it a bunch. I was just like, I really am so thankful for you just being so like, like conscious of everything with Logan and just checking on us. Like I'd never, I'd never had a pediatrician call us after Logan had been, been sick and, and check on him. And he had previously been an inpatient doctor. Like I said, he's new to this practice. So I do think that he's like a little bit more, um, he's just a little bit different than other pediatricians we've seen in the past who like, you know, are, are just like in the office. And again, it's like, they see, I've talked about this so many times in the show, they see typical kids in the office with typical issues. Whereas like an inpatient doctor, they're going to, they're going to have just, you know, by way of their profession, they're just going to, they're, they're going to see a little more and, and, I think understand a little more. And I, at this point, I really kind of think it was divine intervention that we had seen that doctor knowing what I know now. So that was, that was like the end of April when we kind of wrapped all this up and Logan started the antibiotic and then pretty quickly started feeling better. And we had a couple weeks there where life was good. (laughs) There was, there was no issues. And then the morning of May 15th, it was a Sunday, Logan woke up just upset. And I've talked about this before in the podcast. He has anxiety. He has been diagnosed with anxiety. He is medicated for anxiety. It's not uncommon for us to see, you know, anxiety. And we just, we know his tells so well, but this was just different. He was just very unsettled. He was crying off and on. That day wasn't like the worst of it. That was just the start of it. Um, it quickly escalated. But that day, we, we just spent a lot of time in the car, to be honest. And we went for a lot of car rides. We gave Logan his anxiety medicine, which at that time, the one he was on was like an in-the-moment, not, not like Xanax. Um, it's more akin to like a Benadryl we're just kind of like chills you out. And he, he can have that every six hours. We never gave it to him that often. It was so rare. We'd give him even like more than one in a day, but this day we like, we were really, were giving it to him every six hours and it just was not, it was not helping. The only thing that was helping was being in the car. And as the day wore on, at one point Manny was like, I, I feel like we should like take him to urgent care. Again, it was a Sunday and I was like, I just don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is just really bad anxiety. He's just having a really rough day. So as, as like the evening was kind of wrapping up, I took him for a ride. And in my head, I was, I was kind of thinking that we would end up going to urgent care or the ER. But as we drove, Logan was completely fine. Like literally not one time did he get upset in the car and we were in the car for like over an hour. So I brought him back home and almost immediately he started having more anxiety. Like as soon as we got back home. So we just could not, we could not figure out what was going on. That was like a really rough night of sleep. 
yeah, Logan was just like up crying. It was rough. Um, the next day, again, this was like middle of May. So it was, Logan was still had school. He woke up and he did seem, he seemed anxious, but he also seemed like eager to get out the door, which again, he loves being in the car. He loves riding the bus to school. So I don't know if it was just that, that it was like, he knew he would get to ride the bus and that's what he wanted to do. So I decided to send him to school. Again, this was like his normal school year. So I had sent his teacher a message that morning and just told her that he had a really rough day the day before. Lots of anxiety. We didn't know what was going on. And just kind of like keep me posted. And I can come get it if I need to, but let me know. So I was in close contact with her all day. And she would kind of let me know. He's, he's calmed down. He's okay. Oh, no, he's upset again. We, you know, did A, B, and C. His school team is so incredible, um, which he actually, his, his teacher, she just left. She moved to Colorado, and we are truly devastated. I'm going to miss her so much. She's been his teacher since kindergarten. He just finished third grade. Um, I'm really terrified of who, <laughs> who he'll have next year. I already told the coordinator for his program that I would come help her interview candidates. She did not take me up on that, but I had to throw it out there. Um, he'll still have like a lot of the same team. His like the aides in the classroom, the the paras, I believe are going to be the same. And then like his his speech teacher is going to be there. She's going to be like a, a little bit of a different role. He'll have the same OT, but I. Yeah, I just, I can't say enough good things about his teacher, and we are just going to miss her so, so much. But that's, like, a whole other podcast. So, anyway, the whole day we'd been in in contact, like, I I heard from her probably 10 different times that day, and thankfully they were able to manage him. They have a lot of good tools at school, and they they know him so well, like, truly almost as well as I do, and I, as, as much as I was worried about him and I felt terrible, I also knew he was, like, in such good hands and I was like well he's he's gonna be upset if he's at home too so it's like what's what's the difference between being at home or at school it wasn't like he wanted to be at home any more than he wanted to be at school he just he was just miserable so he got home and for like 20 minutes he kind of seemed okay he wanted to lay in my bed he kind of wanted to chill for a little bit and then he started to get more upset and it was escalating. And one of the, the like newer behaviors that started with this was him slapping his thigh. And he would do this like out of frustration. And this is not, this is not like super uncommon for him. We've seen him do this before, but not in a way that ever like seemed like it was actually going to hurt him. And, and not in a way where he even had ever really seemed in distress. It was more of just like, he would do this like kind of like a little logie jump and yell like in a good happy way and sort of just like smack down on his thigh. Well, the day before when this had first started, again, it wasn't it wasn't like super violent that day. But he had started doing this that 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 Sunday the day before. And then when he came home from school and it was like escalating, he started again like really smacking himself in like kind of a, a violent way that was like making me nervous. Um so I I remember like Manny was, was still at work. This was like in the afternoon, but I just said to him, like, I really think I need to take him to, I said the ER. Cause I, 
at this point I, I'd been through enough with the other stuff that I'm just like, I don't know what they're going to be able to do for him in the office. And I, I just, I knew he needed help and I just thought we're going to be able to get more done at the ER. Again, kind of stupid knowing, <laughs> knowing our, our last experience, but Anyway, so, but I had said to Manny, I'm like, I am not going to be able to take him myself because the week before or the couple weeks before when I had, had been there with him, he, even when he was sick, when he was having anxiety, it was hard for me to like contain him. Um, cause he was having anxiety and he was trying to run away from me. And I, I basically had to like sit on him to stop him from running away from me, which, you know, that's scary. Logan is getting older he's getting bigger and stronger so especially with and at that point he was sick so he wasn't even like full strength so with this anxiety issue when we were going to take him to the er i just said to manny i'm like i i know i'm not gonna be able to take him myself so I'm like you're gonna have to come with us so he was like basically on his way home from work at that point and he was like okay why don't you drop off the girls um his sister, my, my sister-in-law lives in the neighborhood, our same neighborhood. So she, he was like, see if you can drop off the girls there and then I will, I'll meet you guys at the ER. So that's what we did. Dropped off the girls, my sister-in-laws, and then took Logan to the ER. Manny met us there. We just got there like a few minutes before him. Logan was immediately upset, like just upon getting in there. So the, the nurse who like checked us in, was like, I'm going to try to get him back quickly because it, the, again, the place was completely packed. There was so many people in the waiting room, um, people like getting turned away basically, but they saw like what distress Logan was in. And they, again, they took us back to kind of get his vitals quickly. And the nurse, um, he was really kind. He was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to get him back there quickly. So he did within like 15, 20 minutes, they had us in a room, which was incredible considering, like I said, the, you know, a few weeks before we got the ER, we waited hours, like five hours to get a room. So we go back in the room. Logan is like truly like a wild animal at this point. I think especially because he had been, you know, even just for that short time waiting and cooped up just, I mean, things were so extreme like I said, he was, he was hitting himself. He was yelling. He was crying. He was like thrashing. He really, really was like a different kid. Like we truly did not know like what we, we could do to help him. So again, the doctor came in, saw him, realized like something was very wrong. Um, they, at this point we, we were concerned that it was something to do with like his groin. Cause it did kind of seem like he was like reaching for his groin. Honestly, I think that again, that was just like a, a habit kind of a thing. I don't think anything was ever actually wrong with his groin, but they decided to do a testicle ultrasound. Cause they, they thought maybe he had something called a testicle torsion, we were concerned about possibly like appendicitis, which is one of the things that I was, I was thinking when I was saying, telling Manny I wanted to take him to the ER. Cause I was like, if I take him to his pediatrician, he's not gonna be able to check if he has appendicitis, you know, now knowing what I know now, again, a child with appendicitis probably wouldn't be like jumping up and down screaming. They maybe would be like crying, laying down kind of a thing, but because Logan was so physical 
it didn't seem likely that it was appendicitis. So they wanted to do, they did this ultrasound um, where they were going to check his, his belly too to look for appendicitis, this a testicle ultrasound to see if there was a testicle torsion, which is basically when like the testicle like twists around itself. I guess it does happen. It's very painful. So that's why they, they thought maybe that's what it could be. So they did that. They wanted to do um, like a full blood panel and um, a urine analysis. So the first thing they did, I think they did come and do the blood panel. They, we tried to get Logan to give a, a urine sample, but he wouldn't do it. So then when they did the ultrasound, the, the tech was like, his bladder is so full. And she said there was like debris in his bladder, which was interesting. So then we were like, okay, maybe he has a, like a UTI or like a, you know, kidney infection, bladder infection, because he, he would not pee and we could see his bladder was like super duper full. So I took him back to the bathroom again, still wouldn't, wouldn't pee, was getting upset, wouldn't pee. So they were like, we're going to have to use a catheter to, to get this urine sample, which was God awful. Thank the Lord, Manny was with me. Cause again, I, I just like truly wouldn't have been able to, to do these things on my own. Um, Manny had to, he basically like laid down and like bear hugged Logan. And there was like several nurses in there also like holding him down and they had to put that catheter in. Um, and it was awful because the first time it actually like got pinched. So they had to pull it out and then put a different one in. It was just, it was, it was really awful. Um, Logan was just such a champ. I will say they gave him fentanyl right when we got there. They actually had me give it to him. It was like a nasal spray of fentanyl. Um, cause again, they could see how upset he was and how, like we, we just didn't know what was going on. So they, they gave him the fentanyl that did calm him down a lot. So he, he was, did really well for all, all this test. He was like really just such a trooper. Um, so at that point we had done the, the blood test, like all that looked normal, the ultrasound that we knew it wasn't the testicle torsion. So we were just thinking like, okay, it's gotta be this UTI. Cause we knew his bladder was super full. He had the, the debris in his urine, whatever that meant. So the doctor came in and he was like, okay, we was like, we're just, we're just waiting to get that urine analysis back, but we're like pretty sure that's what it's going to be. I'm like, okay. So we're just like waiting. Logan's really tired at this point. And, but, but also like the fentanyl starting to wear off. So he's starting to get anxious again. Um, the doctor comes in and he tells us that the urine sample was fine and he doesn't have a kidney infection or a, you know, bladder infection. And we were just like dumbfounded. So we're like, so nothing's wrong. And our kid is losing his mind. We're just like, how? Like, we were we were so defeated at that point. And like I said, Logan was starting to, like, just have more anxiety. So as the doctor was talking to me, I had to step out. And Manny had to stay in the room with him. Because we literally, like, I couldn't even hear what the doctor was saying over the sound of Logan just screaming and crying and, like, thrashing everywhere. And we walk in the hallway and I'm like, so you're telling me like my kid is fine. And I'm like, 
do you hear him in there? Like, he's not. There's there's no way he's fine. So I th- they, at that point, said that they thought that he had something called urethritis, which is, like, the basically, like, inflammation in the urethra. I don't think he ever had that. I think they were just, like, looking for something that would be an answer to Logan being upset and in distress and in pain and they they had no other answer for us <laughs> so they gave us urethritis so I don't know we left very very defeated and the next day Logan woke up and it was more of the same he was just he was super upset he was just screaming crying hitting himself like just completely miserable So I kept him from school that day. We had gotten home again late from the ER um, and called the pediatrician. And he was like, all right, let's bring him in. We'll see him. Basically, like immediately, as soon as we got to the office, Logan was losing it. He was like, again, just a cage animal running around the room, banging on the doors, like just, just totally losing it. So... The doctor came in, he did a really quick like physical exam and he was like, is there anywhere that he won't, that he'll calm down and like wouldn't have an episode. And I said, the car, that's like the only thing we can do right now is, is go for a ride in the car. And he said, okay, let me do this really quick exam. And then we're going to finish this appointment from the car and we're just going to call you. So God bless him. That's what we did. He did this, you know, quick physical exam and called me in the car and he, he wasn't convinced it was urethritis, but he also wasn't, he didn't think it definitely wasn't. Um, but what he had thought, which Manny and I from the beginning had said when Logan first started having this anxiety, we thought maybe it was because he was constipated because he hadn't gone in a couple days and that definitely can make him more irritable if he hasn't gone um, and while we were at the pediatrician, he, um, he had been wearing a pull-up just because he had the urethritis and I knew he wasn't like her since we thought he had that, but he'd been uncomfortable peeing. I had put the pull-up on him just kind of as a precaution, um, in case he did have to go or like we missed it or something. So he had the pull-up on and he actually had, um, like a little, uh, uh, an accident, in the on the other end so we had this like one little like tiny hard like turd in his pull-up and Dr. Barcella the doctor saw that and he was like he was like is this like what his stool has looked like and I was like actually he hasn't gone in a few days and I was like that's what we thought maybe could have been like the start of this so when we got in the car and he called me he was like you know that that stool he's like that's definitely concerning to me that he hasn't gone a few days and then when he, he has gone it's just like this little like hard nugget basically so he was like, let's, you know, continue giving him ibuprofen for the urethritis. Again, not really knowing what it was, um, but just maybe to help keep him comfortable. And he wanted us to start treating him for constipation. So we started giving him Miralax and um, we were giving him like these gummy laxatives that we've used in the past that, that work pretty well. And we thought, okay, maybe he's just really constipated and his stomach is hurting and that is what is causing all this anxiety. 
So we start treating him for the constipation. After a couple days, we had cleared him out. He had had fully been cleared out. His doctor basically was like, I want him to the point where he's having like very loose stools. So that was happening without giving too many details. And the anxiety was, was just still, still happening and still having these like really intense episodes. And at that point, it had been like almost a week of him just having these really intense episodes, not knowing what to do, clean, clean out his whole system. And I don't, I'm not sure, like we, we had mentioned pandas a couple times to each other, like earlier in the week, I had said it to Manny, like probably right, right when all this started happening, maybe not on, on Sunday when it like first happened, but definitely by Monday or Tuesday, I had said to him, I'm nervous that it could be pandas, but I really don't want it to be. And Manny actually at that point didn't know what pandas was, which pandas stands for pediatric autoimmune neuropsychotic disorders associated with strep. I got it. (laughs) That's a hard one. So pandas basically is like an autoimmune response to strep bacteria that most of the time when kids have like Logan had a strep throat, you can have strep like anywhere in your body though. If you've been pregnant, you probably have heard about group B strep. You get tested for that. Some people have strep in their stool. You can have strep anywhere. So basically what happens is like when you have strep somewhere and you do antibiotics, but they don't, the bacteria doesn't get like completely cleared from the antibiotics, that strep bacteria causes inflammation and swelling in the brain. And the brain then when they're swelling has this whole host of these like neuropsychotic kind of symptoms. So once we had like treated Logan for everything that we could, the constipation, the urethritis, done all these tests, everything was coming back normal. At that point, I was like, I really think he has pandas. And I I really didn't want it to be pandas. I really, really didn't because I know kids that have had pandas and their parents and it's just not an easy road. It's, It's a really, really tough road. So I talked to Manny about it. And we kind of did a little bit of our own research. And Manny, like I said, he didn't really know much about it. But once he he just did like a little bit of research, he was like, oh, yeah. I, he's like, I don't know what else it could be at this point. So this was like a Saturday that we kind of came to this realization. This was like Saturday evening. So Sunday morning, um, I called his pediatrician. He had been on call that weekend. He'd been checking in with us. He'd been, like I said, he's a, a really great doctor, always following up, always checking in. So I knew he was on call. I called him that morning. I talked to him like late morning on Sunday and I, I basically just kind of like laid out the case and I said, you know, I've had this in the back of my mind all week, but I really didn't want it to be, but I think that Logan has pandas and I will say the thing about pandas is that it's not, it's not like a really straightforward diagnosis. It's very under-researched. It's not, there's not a lot of doctors that there, there are some doctors that don't even think it's real, that don't even think it's a real diagnosis. So I was kind of prepared for this to be sort of an uphill battle. Um, 
And right away, when I said that, his doctor was like, well, why do you think it's pandas? And I just, I told him what I knew at that point. And I said, you know, I'm like, I, I, I actually even said to him, I'm like, I have a podcast. So I'm like, I know a lot of people in the autism community. I know a lot of parents and I know people whose kids have pandas and just like the little bit that I do know of it. I don't know what else this could be at this point. And at first he was like, I really am not sure because what he had seen of pandas in the past, you don't have to have autism to have pandas. Um, I, I mean, I don't know if this is true. I haven't like seen like true evidence of there being a, a link with autism. Um, I could just be missing that. I don't know. Cause it does seem like there are a lot of kids that have autism that then have pandas. And, you know, we know that autism is a neurological disorder and pandas affects the brain. So to me, that makes sense that they would, would be linked. Um, but in the past, um, Logan's pediatrician had, had only seen patients with pandas who did not have autism. And as everyone listening knows, autism makes things a little trickier, throws, throws some new wrenches into it. So I knew I'd have to kind of plead my case a little bit. Or I didn't say I knew I'd have to, but I was prepared to. So I literally told him, I'm like, I have this podcast. I talk to a lot of people. I know people whose kids have, have, have pandas. And that's what I think this is. And like my, my goal at this point is to start Logan on a, a another long-term dose of antibiotics. Because I'm like, I really think that's like the only thing that we can do that's going to help him get relief. So his doctor was like, okay, he's like, let me do some of my own research and I'm going to call you back. And I basically had, I kind of said to him, like, I'm prepared to fight you on this. (laughs) I didn't use those words. Um, but I think he knew that I meant business. Um, so yeah, so we, we hang up and truly like, 20, 30 minutes later, he calls me back and he's like, okay. He's like, I'm coming around to your side. Um, he had thought that it had been, it was too early after Logan's initial strep infection for him just, you know, a couple weeks later to then be showing these signs of pandas. Again, that's kind of stuff I don't, I'm not really familiar with. Um, but I guess the turnaround time, it it can be longer, but it can be short. Like Logan, it really was just a couple weeks. And once he saw that, he was like, okay, I'm, I'm comfortable, you know, starting him on a, a prophylactic dose of antibiotics. The first 10 days we did like a full dose. This time we did azithromycin because again, he's allergic to penicillin. That would have been like the, the go-to. So we started him on a 10 day course of like a full dose of an antibiotic. Again, it's a pill that he just chose. Um, and it did take a couple days, but we did start to see some turnaround. The issue is the anti-anxiety medicine that Logan had been on for like months at that point, it was counteractive with the azithromycin. It was like not safe to take both at the same time. So I talked to Logan's psychiatrist. This was like right after he started, like a couple days after he started the antibiotic and kind of told her what was going on, everything with pandas. She had never even heard of pandas. Again, 
not, not super well known. Um, but we decided to, to switch him, um, to like a regular everyday anti-anxiety medicine. Cause we just didn't have any other options for like an in the moment kind of med like he was taking before, like an as needed med. So I try not to share a lot of like specifics on the show, but for the, this case I will just because I think, um, I don't know, it might be, might be helpful, but I never want anyone to think I'm like recommending a certain medicine or saying it's bad because it's like, this is just our experience. So when I explained her, like some of Logan's new sort of like symptoms with the pandas, which like the main, the biggest things were hitting himself, obviously. Um, and at this point he was like bruised, like he had bruises all over his thighs because he had just been hitting himself over and over and over. Um, he also was having like really extreme separation anxiety. Like he normally during the day, like he'll go play in the basement. That's where like his, he's got trampoline down there. He's got all his big ball collection down there or he'll go in his room and kind of hang out and watch his iPad he was like glued to me and Manny's side this whole time. And we didn't even realize, again, this was one of the things that like really made us kind of solidified to us that it was pandas because we saw that that was, that was one of the symptoms was like severe separation anxiety. And he really had been just like glued to us. The other, the other thing is that pandas, a lot of times you see like OCD symptoms, which is what Logan's doctor had really associated with pandas was like OCD symptoms. And he, when I even first talked to him, I didn't, I didn't necessarily realize this because I just wasn't, my brain was just like spinning at that point, but he had started, Logan had started, um, like putting, turning the lights off and on, mostly on, um, just like all, all day long. Like he was constantly, like every room he walked in, he would turn the lights on in the hallway everywhere was just turning the lights on. And that was again, like a really new behavior for him. So when he had called back and said he would start him on the antibiotic, I was like, I didn't even tell you this. I didn't think of it, but I'm like, he has been having these OCD tendencies of the light switch. And I told him about the separation anxiety too. And he was just like, okay. He's like, I, I see, I see what you're saying now. So when I was explaining all this to his psychiatrist, she was like, all right, we have a couple different options as far as like an SSRI, like an anti-anxiety medicine. And she was like, I think we should do Prozac. Cause she was like, with what you're telling me, like the OCD stuff, she's like, I, I think Prozac is, is going to be good for him. So I was like, okay, sounds good. We started him on the lowest dose possible. And we even cut that pill in half. So it is like, it is a baby dose. But like I said, we'd seen like this very slight turnaround with him starting the antibiotic and then we started the Prozac, and even on the little baby dose, it threw him for a loop. And I think that is probably to do with the fact that his system was already, like, haywire with, you know, pandas and just everything, like, just going crazy. So I think starting him on any new medicine was not going to be good. But we definitely needed him on an anti-anxiety at that point. Cause I mean, that was like the biggest issue we were having with the pandas was like, his anxiety was just through the roof. So the problem with the Prozac was like, we had, he needed to adjust to it, but we, we were just like, what do we, what do we do? Do we have him stop taking it? But like, he needs to take it. Manny was not 
happy. He really wanted him to stop. But I just, I, I knew I'm like, I just feel like we got to fight through this. We got to push through this because I just, I don't know. That was just what my gut was telling me to do. Just push through it. And it was awful. He was crying a lot. It wasn't necessarily the same like manic where he was like running and jumping and screaming and hitting himself, but he was just like sad. He was crying and it was so heartbreaking. I mean, this whole, this whole time, like I'm going through this quickly now, but like, I can't even explain like how crushing this was like to my soul to see Logan just in such horrible distress and pain and emotionally, physically just falling apart. It was, it is like truly just torture to the point where I really think I have PTSD. Like I really am not, I'm, I'm really doing my best to just like keep moving forward and, you know, be okay for him, for the girls and just for everybody. Um, but this has been so hard. This has been just a true nightmare that I was not prepared for. And I, I don't know if I will ever recover <laughs> completely from this. I'm laughing, but it's not really that funny. Um, okay. I feel like I have, I still have like so much to talk about. Um, I think I'm going to make this a two-parter though. I know that's like really lame at this point. Um, but this is just like, this is a lot. So yeah. So to wrap up, to wrap up for now, basically at this point we started on the Prozac and things were, were not good. We were just struggling. He would, Logan was not sleeping. He was, there was one night where he was literally up the entire night. He did not sleep once. He did not have like a wink of sleep. Yeah, I have so I, there this isn't even like scratching the surface cuz I also like during this whole thing got a new job, <laughs> which is like a good thing, but there was just so there was so much going on. I applied for this job before any of this happened. I was going through the interview process like as Logan was falling apart. I also it's I'm a makeup artist. That's my new job too. I'm doing makeup for a photographer. Um it's wedding season. I have like more weddings than ever. So the, the night that Logan like didn't sleep all night, I had a wedding that morning. I had to be at on location like an hour away. I think I had to be there that morning at like seven or eight. These weddings start like so early. And then after I finished that wedding, I had another makeup job I had to go to. So I was like, thankfully Manny had been, been up with Logan a lot of the night. So I wasn't up all night with him, but just... Yeah, if I'm not painting enough of a picture for you guys, it was it was truly it was just crazy. So I'm I'm gonna stop there. Um, again, like I said, it was like that at this point things were things were very rough. Um, but I still have a whole other part of the story to get into, which is us getting COVID. That honestly, like we're we're still just like recovering from. So way to tease. Um, I'm going to stop it there though. Two things I do want to say though, um, just with everything going on, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll do part two. I might even record it like later this week or something and just put it up in case you haven't noticed the podcast schedule has really gone to hell, um, which was not planned, but things have been crazy 
we have been just really trying to survive here and I don't see that changing anytime soon. So I will, I will record part two and, and share that maybe later this week, maybe not until next week, just to kind of depending on how the rest of the week goes. Um, but I am not planning to put out regular episodes at this point. I will when I can. Um, I'll pop in with updates, but I just want to be really honest. Like, I don't know where things are going. I love the podcast. I'm still, like, in in many ways committed to it, and I would like to keep it going. Um, I just don't know what that's going to look like right now. Um, like I said, I started a new job, too, so I'll, I'll talk about that more in the next episode. So I'm just, um, just being honest that I... I want to keep things going in some capacity. I just don't know exactly what that'll look like. It's also summertime, which is hard because I have all the kids home and recording is difficult, especially scheduling recordings like with guests and whatnot. So for the rest of the summer, at least, I, I will probably pop in with some updates here and there, but that's going to be about it. Once things kind of calm down in the fall, I, I may be able to get back to like a semi-regular recording schedule, like every other week, like I had said I was going to do, but I mean, really just like this whole 2022, I have not, (laughs) I've not really, um, been podcasting a whole lot. Um, but again, I started this new job and my schedule is going to get a little bit crazier. Um, so yeah, I just want to be honest about that. What I am going to do, and I've thought about this a lot, um, I will still keep the the podcast page on like Instagram and Facebook, Adventures in Autism podcast on Facebook and Adventures in Autism pod on Instagram. Um, but I also, so I have a, like a private Instagram account that I have had private. It's like a personal, it's, it's, it's nothing really that exciting. Um, but I've just kept it private, like since I started the show, because I shared so much more on Adventures in Autism. But now that I'm sort of taking a step back from the podcast, again, it's not going anywhere. I'm not like taking it anywhere. Um, I I'm going to make my my like personal Instagram. I'll make that public because um, I do share a lot of like family stuff on there, and I'll I share some makeup stuff. It's again, it's it's really not exciting, but. Since I'm going to be pulling back a little more from the podcast, um, if you would like to follow me there, it's just my name, Megan.Caranza. So I'm going to, I haven't made it public yet. So if, if, if you listen to this before I do that, just send me um, a request and then I'm, I'm going to make it public so that you guys can follow me along there. Again, it's not, I don't know why I did that to begin with. It was just like something I did and then... I felt like, oh, I just want to keep it separate. But now I'm like, what is the point? My life is my life. Um, Again, not exciting at all. And I don't share as much sort of like autism content because I feel like I have a place for that. It's it's on the Adventures in Autism pages. Um, It does sometimes kind of bleed over and I, I will share things that I feel like are important. But yeah, it's more just like family stuff, stuff with the girls, stuff that, you know, we're we're up to. Um, and yeah, some makeup stuff and whatnot. So if you'd like to follow me there, go ahead and find me just Megan, Megan.Caranza. That's just on Instagram on Facebook. I don't even, 
I honestly have no idea if I'm even like searchable on there. So if you're, if you're on Facebook, I would say just keep following Adventures in Autism. You can try to find me if you want. Um, but for Instagram, you can follow Megan.Caranza. All right. That's all for now. Like I said, stay tuned for part two. I'm not doing this to like be annoying. I'm also just really tired and I want to go to bed. Life has been crazy, guys. Again, I can't say thank you enough for this community just for being there for me and Logan and supporting us these past few weeks. As I said, this has been a nightmare, but like the one bright spot has been just hearing from all of you, knowing that you're praying for Logan and thinking about us and just like really have our backs. Like it, it, it honestly has been such a comfort to me. And as I'll get in a little bit when I do part two of this, we really did hit rock bottom last week. Um, last like Thursday and Friday were so bad, so, so bad. And I put up a post just kind of talking about that. And I had so many people comment on the post with prayers, send me messages with prayers. And I mean like really intense prayers that like had me in tears and I'll get into this more, but I, I mean, Thursday and Friday were so bad. I posted that on Friday. On Saturday, Logan woke up and there was like such a huge shift. And I swear, like God heard all of our prayers and I can't thank you guys enough for that. And just for being such an amazing support always, 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 but especially like during these like really, really tough times, it just means so much to me. So that is all for now, but stay tuned for part two. Again, I will try to record it later this week. If not, it'll be next week. That's it. Thanks guys. Take care.